Good morning, good morning, Cable Smith. Welcome everybody into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. Man, it is great to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So thanks for uh, sharing a part of your week with me. I do appreciate it immensely. We've got a great show lined up for you today. So you know what to do by now. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old Stanley Thermos because we're ready to rock and roll. And we've got my good friend Darren Jones of AB Suppressors here in studio. He recently hooked me up with a couple of um, cans from AB. I got the Raptor 8 and the Little Bird, which is uh, like a 22 suppressor. That's awesome. Man, I've had so much fun shooting these things. Darren and I went to the range uh, about 10 days ago, and then I actually went hunting last week, uh, went turkey hunting, and in the evenings got into a couple pigs. I mean, take away the the hearing protection component, which is a beautiful part of you know owning a suppressor, shooting suppressed, but the lack of recoil, it's going to make everyone a better shooter. I, I should have done this a long time ago. Uh, there are some reasons why I didn't, which we'll get into today. Uh, we'll talk about cost. What, is, what does it cost to get into a suppressor from you know the manufacturer standpoint, MSRP plus? Well, the government's going to get their take. You know They can't keep their hands out of anything, so uh, they'll get theirs as well. Um, we'll talk about some of the advantages to shooting suppressed, like the ones I just lined out for you, but there's a lot more that goes into it as well. Youth getting youth on larger caliber guns. That's a big plus that I see uh, with my family. Uh, so really the list is just endless. Uh, it's so exciting to finally be a part of the suppressed fraternity. Uh, how long did it take me to get mine? You know, as far as my, you buy the stamp online, but then you've got to go through the arduous paperwork process to finally get your uh, approval. That usually takes a while. Um, why does it take a while? We'll look at all of that stuff with Darren. Uh, we'll talk about some um, military stuff as well. Like, how do these guys not go deaf that see live combat? Maybe they do. I know Darren's hearing is impaired, and he did serve. Uh, so uh, we will get into that as well. So much to talk about today when it comes to suppressors. Man, what an exciting topic. Um. Let's do this. Let's do a quick giveaway. How about, I wish I could just give away an AB suppressor, but uh, <laughs> can't do that on the radio. Uh, so about a Mossberg firearm uh, package. We've got a cap, a shirt, koozies, and a shotgun sleeve. And all you need to do to throw your hat in the ring is just email the word, how about suppressor? That's suppressor to Lone Star outdoorshow at gmail.com and if you don't spell it right that's okay this isn't a spelling class 
uh, just uh, shoot it over to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. Let's take a break. Up next, Darren Jones of AB Suppressor joins us on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Hey guys, Cable here for Quiet Cat, the leader in e-bikes made specifically for overlanding, hunting, fishing, and remote access to the great outdoors. Quiet Cat provides outdoor enthusiasts a means of portable, low-impact transportation while providing you with the most reliable product on the market. I own a Quiet Cat, and it has surpassed all my expectations. It's an amazing machine that stealthily gets me wherever the hunting or fishing adventure takes me. Based out of Eagle, Colorado, Quiet Cat is able to put all of their products to the test, making sure your e-bike is built to last. Visit QuietCat.com or call 970-328-2399 for more info. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. I'll be gone, but when it's done, I'm all alone on my midnight run. I'm taking me a midnight run. I'm making another one. Thousand miles or more I'll drive To where I lived when I thought I was alive They'll never know I was ever around Just Cable Smith, welcome everybody back to SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show Charlie Crockett Midnight Run Love that tune uh, Thanks to Mossberg Firearms, our presenting sponsor And thanks to you for being here as we're about to uh, to get things cranked up with our friend Darren Jones of AB Suppressor. Uh, got a lot to get into concerning these devices that, to be frank with you, I don't know why I didn't obtain one <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, but I have recently, and it's a game changer. There's just so much to get into regarding how invaluable of a tool these things are but before uh darren joins me right here in studio well he's here sitting right across from me but before we delve into that conversation this segment is brought to you by sei the worldwide leader in big game conservation uh, i'm a proud member and here's why nobody does more when it comes to protecting my rights as a hunter they've got a legal action team based in washington dc that's not like most conservation organizations. No, they're right there on the front lines fighting to keep us, number one, abreast of what's going on in D.C., and number two, making sure that our lawmakers hear our voices. You can join our ranks by going to safariclub.org. And with that being said, uh, Darren had a great time shooting with you the other day, man. These suppressors are, I don't want to say life-changing, but damn near. And it's certainly been a minute since you've been on the show. I think last time you were here uh, was in the old studio. Yeah, last time I was here was at your old studio. This is this is cool, man. I like yeah. how you got it decked out in here. Well, I appreciate it. You uh, Did you see my trout? I did. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah. So 
for anyone that doesn't know, Darren uh, grew up on the Texas coast and um, as much as he likes hunting, he probably enjoys chasing big trout more than anything. Yeah. Uh, right now, this is a really hard time of the year for me because it's turkey season mm-hmm. and I'm a, a hardcore turkey addict. And I'm also a hardcore uh, speckled trout addict. Yeah. So it's, it's make, this is a really, really hard time. I mean, April, if I could just make April last twice as long, <laughs> I, I would. That's one month that I would just say, okay, let's do it over so I can go back and catch fish now. Right. Yeah, we had a fun time with uh, Captain Sally at uh, Baffin Bay Rod and Gun. Yeah. Um, we went down there, and that was in the summer. So probably, I think it was like july or august it was yeah it was it was uh it was kind of it was a hard time i remember it blew like 40 miles an hour yeah. i mean it was just wicked conditions and we still caught a few fish but yeah, yeah we did it was, it was rough which i'm i've always been a uh a bait soaker down there because i only get down there a couple times a year yeah and so the, the patient well i think more it's just the guys that i go with uh my buddies from college they're always drowning bait and yeah. so, like, throwing artificials wasn't something we did. Uh, so that was a new thing for me. But I'll be damned if I didn't catch a big-ass saddle blanket of a flounder. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, you can do it down there. You know, some guys think, you know, the, the old saying is you got to throw meat to compete. <laughs> That's, uh, I've just, uh, it's not my jam. I'm not mad at guys that want to do it. But uh, uh, I'd just rather try to try to fool them with, a, with an artificial. It's yeah. a, lot, a lot of fun for me. Well, I, you know, it's, I'm a bass fishing purist. There you go. Um, but you go do something different and you spend, you know, you drive six hours to do it. It's like, oh, I, I want to catch fish. Yeah, I get <laughs> I'm it. I'm not yeah. too proud to say, uh, I'll, uh, I'll yeah. throw some croaker. In yeah, you, you jump, you jump in a bass boat, start throwing live shiners with these guys. And <laughs> they're they're going to get, you're going to get some serious yeah. looks from them. That's for sure. It's, yeah. it's weird how that, how that kind of changes when you get to the salt water. Guys like, oh yeah, I've thrown baits. No problem. You right. get in a bass boat. Like that's blasphemy. I, I don't know anyone. How do you ever do that? Throwing yeah. live bait for bass. But I mean, the, um, um, the biggest bass ever caught in Texas was caught on the guy was crappie fishing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Lake uh, Fork. St. Clair. Yeah. 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 yeah that, which was just crazy. Can you imagine crappie fishing and catching that bass? I can't imagine having tackle if I was crappie fishing that would be able to land that thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, it's like 18 something pounds. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ethel. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that fish at the hatchery, and you're just like, it doesn't even look real. It's so big. Yeah, and Ethel's not even the uh, state record. I mean, the fish I'm referring to, Barry St. Clair caught on uh, crappie tackle and uh, broke th- Mark Stevenson's state record of Ethel. And I think Barry's was 18.18. It's just mind blowing. Huge, huge yeah. fish. And they're, I mean, now it's uh, they're all at OH Ivy out there out west, kind of towards where I turkey oh, hunt. Yeah. And, Man, that little that lake out there, I think in the last couple of weeks has produced like I don't I know at least five or six fish over fourteen pounds. Yeah, it's interesting. Someone, a listener, had sent me a, a note. He's like, "Hey, can we get an interview on on Ivy because it's just turning out these lunkers this year?" And Ivy's historically always produced a couple every year. Mm-hmm. There are years when it's like five, but generally speaking, it's always in the top three or four when it comes to producing. A, 13 plus pound largemouth but this year it's just been taking it to a new level yeah it's so ridiculous we'll have to get um oh gosh what's the guy's name the sherlocker kyle brashear is the the uh, texas parks and wildlife sherlocker program leader right right so i've got a note into him we'll we'll definitely get that thing scheduled and figure out why this year is such a banner year for ivy uh, it's just uh, i guess that recruitment class you know it's kind of like falcon was in the early 2000s you know the the mm-hmm. bass masters went in there and the you know, guys were catching 10 pounders thinking they had it locked up and they were like in 10th place yeah. 
you know, had like a 62 pound string or a five fish or something, something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, who knows, man? Well, we'll have to get back down to the coast, um, later this, maybe late spring or early summer. Um, like to, uh, get back to Baffin and, and see, you know, I don't know if Baffin was hit as hard as some of the other stretches of the coast, like where they've already implemented, uh, a three fish you've seen that the three fish limit yeah for like the laguna madre um up the laguna madre and also a new slot limit which it's like um i think it's 17 I, to 23 something right like that. you can only keep that and yeah, then everything three else fish. has yeah. to be let go which i don't have a problem with you know you have a natural disaster that decimates your your trout population and uh, I'm all for bringing them back. The question is, once we bring them back, can we get back to the? Yeah, that's uh, you know, in my lifetime, I mean, in my lifetime, I've seen, I was alive for the '83 freeze. I lived mm-hmm. in Corpus Christi, and I remember going out and cruising uh, Oso Bay with my dad, and going down south, cruising all the way down to the opening of Baffin, down to Cathead, and places like that. It was just the '83 freeze was. I mean, apocalyptic compared to what this freeze was. This is a bad freeze, and I think a lot of the the problems that occurred on the intercoastal waterway, uh, of course, none of this can be proven. They shut down barge traffic for two days, mm-hmm. and then they had to resume. Um, and when those fish get cold, they head to the deepest part. And unfortunately, in that part of the country, it's uh, the intercoastal. Well, Baffin's also a fairly deep bay. Yeah. And uh, there were some big dead fish floating in Baffin. I was catching some good fish with, I had a 28 and a half inch trout. Uh, I measured it yeah. uh, floating dead next to me. And I was catching trout that were 26, 27. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's bad to see these dead fish, but there are some left. Whereas in 83, it was like, it was a wasteland. I yeah. mean, it was bad. So 83 was worse for the coast. I've never seen in my, I'm almost 40 years, uh, anything like what we saw in North Texas. I mean, you're here. And it was four degrees at my house. Oh, yeah. And then I wake up, and it's negative four degrees. Yeah. You know, I've never seen, like, below zero temperatures that I can remember in my lifetime. You know, yeah. we get down to, like, single digits, and we're like, man, that's balls cold, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I remember that, that parts of Corpus Christi Bay and parts of the lower Laguna and the upper Laguna froze. Oh, I wow. mean, it was frozen from the bank out to about 100, 150 yards, and that mm-hmm. didn't happen this time. I think the barges um, did some damage. Uh, there's a lot of controversy there, and a lot of people are like, well, you can't prove it. And, you know, there's there's two sides. There's kind of two camps on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I know for a fact that they did damage because there were some stretches there south of Port Mansfield uh, that there and up the Arroyo where there was just a lot of fish that were just churned up and turtles. Mm-hmm. and black drum and redfish and everything else. The redfish seemed to fare a little bit better because they're a little hardier, but the trout really take a take a beating. Yeah. Well, like wildlife, um, like black buck, exotic species, weren't immune to this thing either. Like I, I've talked to quite a few landowners, outfitters, breeders, who were like, yep, the black buck took it the hardest. And you can see in here, man, I've got – couple nice well actually they're in the other room but uh henry stole one and put it in his room too <laughs> um but you would think like of course they're a little animal like 80 pounds you know is a, a mature um black buck and they come from india where it's hot which is probably why they do so well in the texas hill country in south texas but that that situation that that we found ourselves in dude i mean i've seen pictures of 40 50 black buck with a couple axis deer mixed in um the the 
guy that we were turkey hunting with on the Uturia down there around Raymondville. Yeah. He said they lost 40 nil guy bull. Yeah, uh, I heard the nil guy. I talked to a guy on the King Ranch, and he mm-hmm. said that the nil guy took it pretty hard. And the nil guy I've never, you know, historically even – not even with this kind of weather event, you know, this is that one in 40 year, yeah. hopefully one in 40, one in 50 year thing. But, um, he, he was telling me he flew, um, that area yeah. there right along the coast where all the dunes are. And he counted a lot of, a lot of dead no guy. He said probably somewhere in that, you know, 20 to 30% of his last count were yeah. dead on the ground. And, uh, they they historically never do very well. You know, I think they get yeah. pneumonia and other things. Well, another like, yeah. all from India. Yeah, so I mean those all, all the Indian animals. So it seems like the Axis. Uh, you know, I know a lot of Axis got it too. Yeah. Uh, where I turkey hunt out there in San Angelo, they've got some black buck and some oryx um, mm-hmm. on their on their property. And I asked him because I, I saw some of the black buck. I'm like, oh, some of the black buck made it. He goes, yeah, I was out going out every day and busting open water holes with a sledgehammer. Wow. to make sure that they had water and throwing out alfalfa and they pretty much would stand there they wouldn't run they would stand there he would drive up you know dump out the alfalfa and and break open a water hole and any other time on that ranch if you get near those black buck they are booking it right and he said they just stood there like okay throw it out we, we need to eat chow you know <laughs> and and cotton seed and you know so he worked to do that but if you've got a big place you know there's and you're locked in and you can't do anything yeah. You know, they suffered. It was it was a horrible sight to see, for sure. Uh, interestingly, though, um, Wendell, the guy that runs the nil guy and turkey hunts down there, he um, he said only the bulls died, and I was like, well, why is that? They're they're heavier. They he's like, well, it's, they just came out of the rut and they're all worn down. They're so, rutted down. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, now that we just killed a whole segment, scatter shooting on turkeys, trout, exotics, and largemouth. Um, Let's take a break and really dive into the uh, suppressor conversation next. That segment brought to you by Stealth Cam and the Fusion wireless trail camera. Gone are the days of paying 300 bucks for a wireless trail camera. You can get this one for like 170 bucks. Data plans as low as $5 a month. Really There's no reason fragile. to not have really a Stealth Cam Fusion. And you can find it really as well as their entire lineup of trail cameras right there at stealthcam.com. We'll be right back. On SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. The shine like diamonds. Oh, friend, you can always call. Oh, friend, Lord, you can't bound. Something nostalgic about the old timey general store. And that's exactly what you're going to find in downtown Goldwaith, Texas at the Mills County General Store. They're licensed FFL with rifle, pistols, and shotguns, ammo, gun accessories, hunting accessories, deer, corn, and attractants, sporting goods. They've got a wide array of knives to choose from, plus insulated apparel for both work and camo for hunting season, fishing supplies. They've got foods like anchor tea, grass fed beef, Dublin sodas, gourmet sauces and a whole lot more. Also, Ace Hardware. From wall to wall, they have it all. Check it out. The Mills County General Store right there in Goldthwaite, Texas. Hi, Brett Jepson here with Three Curl Lease Connection. I'd like to invite you to come enjoy some of Texas' best dove hunting just minutes outside of Dallas. We have many private dove leases available for this upcoming season, including milo, wheat, sunflower, and cornfields. Leases come in different sizes and prices, so we can fit anyone's budget. We have the lease that's perfect for you and your group. We don't overcrowd multiple groups into one property, and you'll have the first pick at renewing your lease for years to come. Please visit us at 3curl.com and click on leases for your property listings. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-U-R-L.com. 
get old. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back to SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms and the Patriot Rifle Lineup. I've got uh, everything from a 22-250, which Henry shoots, up to a 375 Ruger, uh, which is what I hunted Buffalo with. And they've got everything in between. 7 mag, 300 wind mag. They've got synthetic stocks. They've got uh, that 300 wind mag. is a beautiful walnut stock. This is a tack driving rifle platform at an affordable price. Check it out. It's the Mossberg Patriot Series. You can find it at Mossberg.com. Let's go ahead and pick it back up here with our buddy Darren Jones of AB Suppressors, which is always a hot topic, you know, in American society. Should the public be allowed to own these things that uh, are, I guess, going to turn us all into mass murderers, right? Um, which, ironically, we have the very liberal gun laws. Like when you talk, I mean, of course, they're trying to take them away now. Sure. The Biden administration. Um but compared to Europe and other countries, but in a lot of those places, you can just walk in and buy a suppressor and walk out the same day. It's harder to get a gun than it is a suppressor, which here it's completely the uh, other way. The other way around, yeah. 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 Um, I was shooting with some guys from Saco Rifles, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, they were shooting everything suppressed. Uh, shooting the TRG, which is a fantastic rifle platform. And uh, they asked me, like, we don't really understand. And I'm not even going to try to do their accent because I right. butcher it. But they're like, we don't understand. You have this this country where you have so much freedom. And you can buy. You can just go in and buy guns and buy ammo. I'm like, yeah, you can you can go in and buy guns, but you have to pass a background check and right. all that other kind of stuff. I said, it's not like you just will Although if you turn on the news, they don't think that that is actually happening. Oh, yeah. They, 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 don't, yeah. they don't think that they actually call and say, hey, is this guy a felon? Like, yeah, we're, we're buying everything out of the trunks of cars. Right. <laughs> Everybody like with a pound actually, of heroin the criminals that are buying them out of the trunks of cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The criminals, yeah, criminals don't care. Like, yeah. uh, But that's uh, that's common sense, so let's not throw any of that around. Yeah. That, that'll just confuse people. Um, but they thought it was like... They thought it was so weird. They're like, why is it so hard to get a suppressor? I'm like, well, it goes back to, you know, back into the... 20s and 30s and during prohibition and blah blah he kind of explained it to them and they're just looking at me like that's just dumb you know i'm like yeah it's it's, at the time it probably made sense to a lot of people but uh looking forward uh it's just it's a safety device yeah i mean they were telling me that at the range in in finland sweden places like that in the scandinavian countries if you're shooting unsuppressed at a range they will ask you to leave Really? If you're shooting unsuppressed, like, Hey, could you not shoot while we're shooting? Because that's really loud. And we're kind of enjoying, you know, our shooting experience here and you're here <laughs> torching off your 300 wind mag or, or you're, you know, I don't with think the they're doing break? the ARs. That's always the worst when you're sitting next to someone at the range with a, a muzzle brake and it's just that percussion is just blasting into your. Yeah, brake. I am. I am. I've gotten to be a snob on that really after once you start shooting, uh, with, oh, he's with, a trout snob and he's a suppressor a, snob. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and like I said, I, I don't care how you do it as long as it's legal. Yeah. Um, but really, shooting next to somebody that's shooting on suppress, especially an AR platform, mm. which are extremely offensive, and you start getting the shorter the barrel, the more offensive they get. Yeah. And you start shooting the ten and a half guns or, or an eight. By, I don't know why an eight inch gun you know, throws a flame out about four feet long and it is just loud. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, sometimes if I've got extra cans with me, I'm like, 
just go, you know, turn into, you know, used car salesman. I'm like, hey, buddy, uh, I want you to try something real quick. And it's just, it's completely self-serving. You know, it's yeah. like, because I don't want to be sitting next to you. Because I'm sitting there. I mean, I'll still wear Air Pro if I'm shooting all day. Uh-huh. But like in a, in a hunting situation with, uh, especially with these cans, and there's some other cans on the market. It's not like we make the only can that's quiet. Uh, there's other companies out there that make some, you know, damn fine products. And it's just like, get one that's hearing safe because in a hunting situation, you know, it's, uh, you know, especially when you have to communicate with somebody, you know, and you're having to talk with somebody and, and then you're, they're getting ready to take a shot. I've seen guys like reach up and try to plug their ears while they're holding their binoculars. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to watch. I mean, they're going into this contortionist yoga move, trying to get a finger in the ear while they're holding their binoculars or looking through a spotting scope and, um, I've, I remember I was on a hunt in New Mexico and I was getting ready to shoot and the guy was, uh, sticking up his, sticking up his hand. I was like, Hey man, you ain't gotta do that. You're behind me. You're, you're good to go. Yeah. And I shot, he's like, Oh man, that is amazing. He uh-huh. goes, I wish all my clients had those things. So in your time in the military, um, you watch the movies, people like having ear issues, like in, the, in these battle scenes and stuff doesn't really seem to be real. Uh, you guys aren't wearing ear protection. Um, sometimes you're wearing a headset where you're, you, you, you have inner team comms and mm-hmm. you're wearing a headset. Uh, when I lost my hearing in Iraq in 03, uh, I was not wearing a headset at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I had a guy with a saw, uh, M249 saw right next to me. And, you know, he's, he's laying down fire while I'm, you know, basically behind something. And it was like that scene out of Black Hawk Down, you know, where the guy looks up and just is like, don't do that again. And, you can't you can't hear anything. It feels like you've been hit in the head with something. Yeah. And uh, my ears ring still today. I mean, I've I, I've tried a lot of different things. I usually just take a melatonin uh, before I go to bed just uh-huh. to just to sleep. Because if you lay there uh, and your ears ring and ring and ring, it's really hard. It's it, hard to sleep. Would you say it was from that one experience, or was like it, it, it's it's not just from that one. Uh-huh. That's that was the one that that iced it. Yeah. Uh, hunting as as you know shooting a shotgun, you know, growing up in South Texas and bird hunting a lot, duck hunting, uh, that did it. And, you know, when I was a kid, we'd go out and shoot with our pistols or, or sighting a deer rifle. Sighting a deer rifle, you'd usually wear a pair of headphones, mm-hmm. but shooting a pistol or shooting your shotgun out in the field, we never wore hearing protection. So I know that eroded it. Yeah. And then being in the military around loud machinery, uh, gunfire, explosions. Uh, I mean, if you're running an AT4 rocket going off, I mean, I think you're only allowed to shoot like, like, two or three of those before you get a concussion or something. It's yeah, it, they are wow. just, it is so loud. I mean, it rocks you when those things go off and anybody that's been around them going off repeatedly can tell you like, that's why, man, I don't know what the percentage is. I'd have to look at the VA stats or, you know, the, the hearing claims that are out there, but the vast majority of guys that were in combat, especially are most, most likely going to have some kind of hearing loss right? because it just, it, Sometimes you're, you're not going to be able to have that hearing pro in. You have to be able to hear what the hell's going on around you. Right. And if you're wearing, uh, you know, if you're wearing your headset, being able to talk on comms, that's a lot better. But sometimes if you're talking on a radio or you're having to grab a headset or you're having to grab a hold of somebody and, and holler at them, you know, they're opening up their hearing pro just to hear you. And, and you know, the microphone goes down. There's a lot of different things, but uh, it, it's just I try to tell people, you know, especially with with young children. And, you know, you know how good young kids can hear. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I Certainly love... Certainly better than mine. I'm, dude, I love going turkey hunting with young children yeah. because they can hear. I go hunting, you know, my son, 
I love turkey hunting with him because when a bird gobbles, I'll be like, I'll look and I'll, I'll have my hearing, my hearing aids in or my earphones on and I'll point to my right and he'll just laugh and he'll point to my front and be like, no, they're up there. Mm. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. Cause when you're in there with uh, artificial hearing, you can hear it, but it's hard to direction find. Mm. So he'll look at me and he'll just laugh and he'll go, no, he'll, he'll start pointing <laughs> his finger. I know, man, they're up there, dad. They're up there. I'm mm. like, okay. You know, I always trust him or, or especially young, young children because their hearing and their sight is so much more acute than, than adults. Yeah. It's uh, I used to kind of dismiss that, but I've got a couple of friends that have kids that are just, when they say they see something, you better stop because mm. they see it or they hear it. Yeah. It's funny. Um, my elk hunting buddy, that I host uh, the Justified Pursuit podcast, which is more like political and social issues than than our good old hunting and fishing talk show here. Uh, we go elk hunting, and he's like, did you hear that bugle? And I'm like, no. no. I didn't. And this is more like I've been elk hunting about a decade, and I'd say the last three years I've noticed my hearing's not what it was. And I can probably count on you know one hand the times where, not to the degree that your hearing was affected, but where you know, for a day or two, my ears were ringing after I, one time I was thermal hog hunting and I probably had the headphones like sitting on top of my head and just didn't have time to get them down or forgot. And all of a sudden, you know, my buddy's shooting an AR right next to my mm. ear. Um, not like pointing the gun at me in a dangerous direction, but I was just in the proximity of that blast. And yeah. I remember that time, uh, there's been other times where I used to have a seven mag with an insane muzzle break and have, you know, shot at a deer or a pig or something. And I remember just didn't have phones on and it's like getting punched in the head. It's terrible. It's, um, you know, we, uh, we've done some things with audiologists and talked to them and, and it's not just, yes, it's the DBs, you know, the loud DB, mm-hmm. um, you know, OSHA says 140, anything over impulse noise over 140 decibels, repeated exposure will cause hearing damage. Um, an AR, you know, uh, just a 16 inch barreled AR is probably going to be pumping out something in the one sixties. And you think, oh, you know, a 30 point reduction doesn't sound like a lot, but in the DB realm, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a big deal. It's still loud. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you, you've shot your suppressor now and yeah, it's still loud, but it's, it's manageable now. And the other thing is, is the overpressure. Um, a lot of explosions don't kill by shrapnel or anything else. They kill by overpressure. And basically this is an explosion coming out of the end of a tube at the end of the day. It's gunpowder being ignited, pushing a projectile out under a lot of pressure, and it's going to create a very loud boom. And it's going to suck all the air out from where you are to feed that fire. Mm -hmm. So that overpressure is what rattles the bones in your ears. And, uh, I hear a lot of guys like, well, I'll just wear earmuffs. Well, that doesn't always, yes, it's going to reduce the DB, but if you're shooting repeatedly all day, you know, shooting, especially in AR, especially guys that are training a lot with an AR and just doing a lot of shooting with, uh, with any platform, really, um, you're going to be rattling those bones in your ears with that overpressure and a can takes that away. Mm. It takes a, a vast majority of that away. Is as well, there's a lot of other benefits that we can get into here, but uh, yeah, you know, that's that's a big one that, that a lot of people really don't think about. They're thinking, Oh, yeah, it just quiets it down a little bit. No, it's knocking that overpressure off, too. And that's that's a that's a really big deal, yeah. As far as suppressors go, Darren, there's a reason why it took me so long to, to get one, and that's because 
Uh, first of all, I was worried about o- Obama. Really, never did a lot of stuff that people thought he was going to do as far as attacking the Second Amendment. I don't think you know by his second term was a lame duck anyway, so he couldn't get anything done. But or initially, that's why I was like, well, I don't know if I really want to have to register this thing. I don't want the government to know that I have it. And then, then you know the the reality of how long it takes to get to you whether it's like six months or a year or a year and a half, whatever. Well, then six years goes by or 10 years, a decade, a decade went by. And I was like, I should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. So finally, we finally did it. Don't wait to wait. Yeah. You hooked me up with a couple of these AB uh, suppressors and Matt over at recoil outfitters here in the North Texas area. Uh, the, the process was pretty seamless and I caught him in six months. Yeah. So I was shocked when Matt was like, Hey, your suppressors are here. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had somebody who's like, you son of a, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting here at 13 months and you got yours in six. Yeah. And it's so weird. Uh, going back to what you were saying is the barrier to entry is what scares a lot of people off. Yeah, certainly. My and, case. and, and, you know, um, when I was, when I was working at silencer co, uh, they pushed the uh, hearing protection act big time and we were all very hopeful for that. Uh, and it had legs. I mean, it passed the house. And um, and then uh, when Vegas happened, which no suppressor was involved. Yeah. Um, it, that was the end. That was the end of it. Yeah. It, it just it just disappeared. It, it like any kind of gun legislation whatsoever just uh, just got tabled after that. And, you know, that was a horrible, um, horrible massacre and in, in, uh, a chapter in our in our that's a in our country that we'll never forget. And it, but, uh, you're trying to apply common sense again that had suppressors had nothing to do with that law abiding gun owners had nothing to do with that, but that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, so that, that was, that really kind of just that, that ended all of that conversation. And I don't know if that will ever be brought back in its full capacity again. I know that there's been some talk about it, but I well, wouldn't it won't be under this administration. Well, yeah, it won't be damn sure it won't be under this administration. But uh the what I tell people that are like, man, I just don't wanna you know, I don't want them to know that I got it. I'm like, look, bud, when you go out and fill a form four at a gun shop, they're not supposed to be like that's not supposed to be registration. But if you got a social security card and if you got a driver's license, guess what? You're in the system. Right. Okay. You're not like ghost in the system. All right. Mm-hmm. So what I tell people is like, look, it is a, it is a safety device. That's the way I look at it as a suppressor. It is a safety device that, that makes shooting a lot more enjoyable. You can still hear the shot. It's not like the worst thing that the, to try to convince people, especially that, that are non shooters. If you're shooting with people in the political realm that are trying to get a, a feel on uh, how suppressors operate. And there's a guy named Knox Williams with American Suppressor Association that is in there. He's in there lobbying and do what he can, you know, do what he can do to, to try to educate people. And I've done some shoots with him with senators and, and congressmen on both sides, uh, Democrat and Republican. And they shoot them and it's kind of like you, they shoot it and they look up and they're like, wow, that, I can still hear that. That's, that's loud, but it's, it's really enjoyable. I'm like, yeah, it's not like Hollywood where it's this whisper quiet, you know, subsonic 
you know, death merchant gun. It's, it's, it's just not like that. I mean, you're still getting some recoil. You're still going to have some noise. I mean, cause a hundred and even like 134 DB, which is quiet for a gun going off is still fairly loud. Yeah. Um, it's just not that explosion happening at the end of the, of the barrel. That's what that whole thing's for. Just think of it as having a muffler on your gun. It's the same thing as having a muffler on your car. I'd shot uh, like friends suppressors. Um, but I, I don't think I'd ever shot it on a bolt gun. Like it was mostly like thermal, you know, right. hog hunting, right. stuff like that. I always enjoyed it then. Um, but as far as my style of hunting is more bolt gun anyway. Um, even if I've got the the uh, the thermal on, I've got that on the six five Creedmoor. And I, oddly enough, uh, I was talking to my my buddy who hog hunts probably five nights a week or coyote hunts with a thermal and suppressed. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to be going back to bolt guns just because of the ammo shortage. Like the days of, uh, you know, sending 30 rounds at a sounder of hogs. Eh, people are thinking about those shots that we're used to. No one cared. Yeah. It was just spray and pray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now it's like, I need to be a little more uh, frugal with my ammo. I, I, I get it. I'm the yeah. same way. And I like shooting a bolt gun. I mean, I like shooting an AR also. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be shooting with a rifle, um, I, I really I've got a little uh, little Remington SPS tactical that little 308 they made years ago uh, out of the box. You know, slapped a Timney trigger in it, and man, that gun shoots like a house of fire, and it's a great gun. And and you can you know if you if you're working the bolt and practice with that gun, you can you can work the bolt pretty good because let's face it, unless you're out there doing it every day mm-hmm. like your buddy or like the guys like over at Ultimate Night Vision or something like that. Yeah, that are, that's, that's who he works for. Oh, is, is yeah. that who it is? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Anthony Amantine. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he, that guy's a straight-up killer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, those guys, uh, Richard, I know Richard over there. and, and uh, Richard came on the show after they shot all those 400-pound pigs in that one night, which was something like – and never heard of those, probably never see again those guys are gangsters on the pigs man. yeah and, and unless you're like those guys that are doing it every day out there cleaning house on hogs most of us are going to get probably that first or second shot and then when the pigs start running and you're on thermal if you've never done that before that is a that is a low percentage operation those right. guys make it look easy because they do it all the time mm-hmm. um i like that bolt gun because i know on that first shot if i've if i've got a good rest on that first shot i'm gonna make that first shot count yeah. yeah, I'm at least going to get that first one down, and then the rest of it is uh, like, okay, well, I'll I'll try, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and once you've been doing it for a while, you get it knocked down. But yeah, on the on the bolt gun, um, what I try to tell hunters, and and I've got several different outfitters using this can. Um, this is the uh, Raptor Eight. By yeah, the, way. the Raptor Eight is is that's our flagship can. You know, we have the uh, we have a two stack, a, a four stack, a six stack, the eight stack, which you have here in front of us, and we have a ten stack. Is that just the degree of? Um... It's just the baffles, basically the spot what we call the spirals here. Mm-hmm. It's just basically the baffles. How we have the baffles welded. So this is you know an eight baffle, and then you have a three inch reflex device on here, and the reflex goes over the barrel. Uh, it doesn't add any length to the gun and uh when you order one of these uh the reflex comes with it you you tell us whether you want a one inch two inch three inch four inch five whatever you want the three inch is the one that i recommend the most because it's kind of the sweet spot between all of them if you don't have the room uh on the barrel you know if you don't have the barrel space but i always tell people if you've got the room run the reflex because it just it just adds a little bit more uh to it it's increasing that baffle space and everything but Going back to, to hunting. So what's okay? So what's the difference between a, 
a four baffle and a 10 baffle? A four baffle, it's going to be, you know, a, a four baffle is going to be about, you know, it's going to be you know, 4.7 inches. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a 10 baffle is 7.2 inches. It's not a lot, yeah. but uh, say for, for like a truck gun, like on an AR, I run a four baffle on my AR mm-hmm. and it's hearing safe. Uh, it's hearing safe on a 10 and a half inch gun. Uh, I'm, I like it because it's just shorter. Right. You know, you got a little bit easier. If so the more baffles, the more, more baffles, more suppression, okay. just increasing the volume. Right. Basically, you know, yeah. um, as that suppressor gets shorter, it's, you got a lot more, uh, unburnt powder coming out and that kind of thing, or, mm-hmm. you know, or burnt powder coming out the end rather. And, uh, so you add those, those baffles in there, you're just increasing volume. And some guys are like, man, I just want it hearing safe. I don't care about length or whatever. I just want it quiet. Right. Uh, some guys, uh, that are, that are doing the pig hunting and, and predator hunting, they're like, look, I want something that's going to reduce my signature as much as possible. You can't totally eliminate it, yeah. but it, they, they want the most out there. So they usually go with an eight or a 10 and, and they're super happy with it. And they're not, you know, they're out sitting out in the open. They're not worried about length on it or anything like that. Like some of the guys that are for truck guns or law enforcement, they want the shorter can. For obvious reasons, you know, they're operating a tight quarters or out of vehicles. You don't, we need a long, a longer suppressor. Even our longest one's only, you know, what, uh, you know, a little over, not even quite three inches longer than, than our shortest can. Right. But, uh, you know, increasing that volume in there with those extra baffles is what makes it quieter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what about the history of, of AB suppressors? How long have you guys been around? Where are you based out of? We are based out of New Century, Kansas, which is just south of Kansas City. Mm. And they've been, just to kind of back up a little bit, uh, Aerocharger Ballistics started about seven years ago. Okay. Uh, Brad Riley, our owner, was, was on a hunt uh, several years ago and was given a can to, to put on a gun by a guy. You know, he was on the property with a guy, and the guy said, hey, you know, once you roll a suppressor on your on your gun. And Brad was like, okay. And he stuck a, a can on there. And I, I, I honestly can't remember what brand it was, but it was one of the bigger, heavier cans. You know, the old cans were gigantic, right? You know, they're all made out of, you know, they're all made out of stainless, you know, they're bulletproof. You can run one on a belt fed machine gun, but they're really heavy. And he was like, man, that is ridiculous. You know, this thing is, you know, this thing's 18 inches long. It looks like a mag light and weighs as much as one with batteries in it. And, uh, He's like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And, and Brad has a background in uh, making uh, superchargers and, and whatnot for Harley Davidsons. Still, mm. still, still does. Mm. And uh, he's like, this is basically, you know, flow technology. And he goes, I, I bet I can do this. Make it light out of titanium. I bet I can do this. And so he started, like a lot of smart guys that know machinery and the machining process, he started, you know, filled out all the proper paperwork, got the licenses and started making cans and for himself and for his friends and things like that. And, uh, then it turned into, you know, going on and, and, and making them commercially, which is, you know, way a lot of businesses start out. Sure. But, uh, that's, that's how, how everything kind of started, uh, out of a, out of a, like just a lot of other things out of necessity. Yeah. And, uh, he, he started, making something that, the, that works. What is the saying? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention. That's yeah. true. And, uh, there's always, you know, those going to be those guys out there like, yeah, I could, I got the, yeah, I bet I could do that. I bet I can make that better or as good. And, and let me try this. And that's, 
the great thing about innovation, you know, and that's a great thing about our country is, uh, you have the ability and the freedom to go do that. So he went and, uh, he went and did it. And what we have before you on, you know, right here in front of you is the, the fruit of that labor. And it's, uh, I've shot a bunch of different cans and it's, uh, I'll, I'll put this can up against anybody's it's, it's solid. It really is. Well, I've certainly enjoyed it immensely in just the uh, few short weeks that I've owned it. But let's take a quick break, come back, and actually get into the performance. I mean, it seems like there's got to be a trade-off, right? It's too, is it too good to be true, or do you give something up ballistically or accuracy-wise? Sound good? All right. Sounds good. Excellent. That segment brought to you by Big and J Whitetail Attractants. Check out to die for literally bucks can't resist it. And a lot of the times they're willing to die just to get a taste. You can find it at bigandj.com. We'll be right back with more on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. There's something about a southern girl. There's something about a southern girl. Shining brighter than the moonlight. With the stars above the pines Just dancing around in her eyes There's nothing like a southern girl, no Star Night Vision and Thermal Imaging has been helping hunters light up the night for over a decade now. I've been with them for quite some time. Back in the early days, thermal optics were pretty expensive. You might not realize it, though. The average guy can get into a thermal rifle scope these days very affordably. I've got the Thermion XP50. Absolutely love that scope. It's got a diverse color palette, lots of options to choose from, whether you want white hot, uh, black hot, red hot, you name it. There's tons of options, literally. It's got internal recording as well, and it's got internal and external battery options. So you can hunt all night without having to worry about running out of batteries. You can find the Thermion XP50, as well as their entire lineup of thermal and night vision optics right there at PulsarNV.com. Spawn is right around the corner. Your reels have been re-spooled, and the tackle box is ready to roll. But the question is, can your truck handle another season of pulling your boat in and out of the water every weekend? Call David Boone at Third Coast Diesels. He'll make sure your truck is not what sinks your next fishing trip. Offering a widespread array of diesel parts and services, call 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com today. We don't need people riding the fence. You're either riding with us or you're riding with them. Make up your mind which side you stand. There's little Creed Fisher, this place called USA, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith, right in shotgun with you, as always. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're still visiting. We're actually talking suppressors with Darren Jones of AB Suppressor. Going to get back into that conversation momentarily. This segment, however, brought to you by Vortex Optics. And here's the cool thing. Vortex has some awesome gear. They always have t-shirts, hoodies, caps, uh, even like shorts and button-up shirts, like leisure wear stuff. They've got it all, man. They've got a, a full apparel lineup, and you will save 20% off all of it when you use my promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at vortexoptics.com. All right. Uh, well, Darren, 
Thanks for sticking around. Certainly appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Talk about performance. Uh, people are want to know, like, are you sacrificing accuracy when you put a, a can on your favorite hunting rifle? No. Um, are you losing any um, ballistic yeah, there, knockdown that, power? I, I've, I've fought that before. Um, and that's one of the myths mm-hmm. out there. Like, oh, you stick this on, you're, it's going to reduce the, you know, it's, you're going to re- have a reduction in feet per second. And I've seen it, you know, standard deviation on ammo is what, plus or minus 10 feet per second? Mm. Something like that for, for premium ammo is plus or minus 10 feet per second. For junk ammo, it's a lot, it's a lot more. Uh, for premium ammo like Barnes or uh, Hornady, yeah, Hornady Federal, or any, yeah. any of the really top of the end of the other premium ammo, it's going to be plus or minus 10 feet per second standard deviation. With a can, it's anywhere uh, from from what I've seen running it on a on a meter is is you know maybe five feet per second, sometimes ten feet per second, mm-hmm. but rarely have I seen it do that. So that's that's one of the myths. Yes, it will knock it down some, but it's not going to be so drastic where you're like it's going to be some kind of weird deal, right? You know, um, that's that's the first one. The other one is uh, well, that that's the major one it's going to cause me to lose feet per second and make my rifle inaccurate. I'm like, mm, no, not really. Uh, putting a heavy can on the end of a hunting barrel, like a, a, a standard profile barrel, like what you have on that, on that seven mag over there. Uh, you put anything heavy on the end of a barrel. Yes. It's going to cause that barrel to droop and it's going to change your, your point of impact. You're going to have an impact. This shift. is not heavy. No, it's not heavy at all. It's uh, uh, the, the eight stack. Um, you know, the, the eight stack is uh, let's see. Eight ounces. Yeah, I'm holding it in my hand right now. I was going to yeah. say it's for sure under yeah. a pound. Yeah. Yeah. So eight ounces. Eight, eight ounces. Yeah. And, and uh, with the reflex, it's probably going to be right around 10 and a half, 11 ounces. So, I mean, it's it, it's it's very light. Yeah. And that's what you get with TI, right? Um, so when you screw anything onto the end of your rifle, be it another break or anything else, it's going to change your point of impact. Mm-hmm. It's just going, it's going to. Very rarely does it not. I've, I've, it doesn't matter. You just yeah. go and zero. Just go and re-zero and, and leave the can on. You know, um, ready to go. That's that's kind of the the thing. I tell people, I'm like, that's just you know, put the can on, re-zero it, and you're ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about why I've got that big smile still <laughs> right here. You can see my pearly whites, uh, and that's because you know, yeah, the the hearing is a, a big aspect of why I want. I mean, especially like I told you, my oh, we were turkey hunting the other day. Buddy's like, did you hear that gobble? I'm like. What gobble? Actually, I could hear most of the gobbles. You know when it um, when it really was obvious. So turkey hunting, we both have a face covering on, and in in the pandemic taught me this too. Like I'm I'm really dependent on reading your lips. Yep, me too. Like Big I can't time. see your lips, buddy. And he's he's whispering to me, and we're five six feet apart, sitting on the ground. I'm like, what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. hear you. I can't hear. Um, yeah. So obviously I was excited because of, of that. And, you know, I noticed my hearing isn't what it was five, six years ago, even and we're getting older and that's part of it. But also sure. those, those moments in time where I'm like, wow, that was stupid to shoot that gun or be that close to that guy. You know, uh, repeated, I never wear them when I'm shotgunning, probably should, probably should, um, but don't, but probably will. Um, but the recoil shooting a seven mag, yeah. that, that's a gun that, you know, it's got, some thumping yep. going on there on your shoulder. Uh, certainly 300 wind mag. I told you I uh, 
shot a, a box of ammo through that thing the first time I took it out of the box a couple years ago. That wasn't the most fun ever. Uh, it's probably my favorite caliber now. I love shooting it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these guns, they uh, they hit you. Like, you can't just say to a, to a kiddo, here, shoot this 300 Win Mag. Yeah, um, there, I've got a great story. Uh, a friend of mine named Dalton Bannister is a, a guide. Uh, Dalton... Uh, I shot a you know Gims, Dalton. Okay. I shot a Gimsbuck with Dalton. He's a good dude in Mason. Yeah, years really, ago, really good dude. Well, when he was guiding there, he had a he had a, a, a couple show up, and she was shooting a three hundred Wisdom, mm. which is you know, it, it's got a little bit to it, especially on I think it was one of the Kimbers, you know, one of the lightweight ones. And uh, man, she was just he was just watching her trying to side in, and he said she was you know kind of petite framed woman, and she was doing a pretty good job managing the recoil. I mean, she knew how to shoot. She knew what she was doing, but he could tell she was anticipating because that thing's got some kick to it. It's not fun to shoot. And he goes, hang on a minute. And he went and unscrewed a can off of his gun and screwed it onto her gun, and she shot it, and she, he said she looked at her husband. She goes, we need one of these for every gun we've got. <laughs> right. And the husband was just like, finally. You know, <laughs> you need mama's approval, but – uh. But, you know, that's that's a great story, and I tell that to a lot of people. It's just once people shoot it, just like you, you know, when yeah. you shot it on that 7 mag and you looked at me like, I yeah. can't believe the recoil that this thing takes so off. So I, I described it as taking the recoil of a 7 mag, or it'd probably be very comparable with a 300 win mag, taking that down to like a 243. Yep. I mean, which for an adult is it's nothing nothing um and then when i put it when we put it on the thermal gun on the 65 and these are both uh, mossberg patriots so consistent you know same platform there um i said that's like shooting a 22250 yeah which so basically um uh, negligible recoil yeah. but a 22250 is what henry shoots my 8 year old son he weighs 55 pounds he's skinny as a beanstalk i wouldn't let him shoot the 65 you know I, it's just too much yep uh, or 243 but he just got upgraded to take your pick, buddy. Because yep. if you can shoot a twenty-two-two fifty, you can have a heyday with both of those calibers. They're not going to recoil. And the 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 thing about that for a kid is, when you talk about learning good habits, I didn't grow up shooting. He's growing up. I mean, I grew up bass fishing. Right. Um, I got into it. I'm about to be forty. I was like twenty, twenty-one when I really started getting into hunting and guns and. Um, so he's got a jump start, and he's going to learn all the good habits, things that I basically taught myself, and in a lot of cases probably taught myself the wrong way. Right. Um, but and he's going to get to do it with the bigger caliber because of the suppressor. Um, he's going to learn good habits. He's not going to be flinching. Uh, he's going to get to have more knockdown power when he's shooting these. You know, he's probably going to shoot his first buck next year. Yeah. Probably going to do it suppressed now. Absolutely. And do it with um, a, a hundred and. 40 grain, 6.5 Creedmoor bullet instead of, uh, you know, what I would describe as a pretty light uh, 22.250 round. I think they're in this like 70 something grain bullets. Yeah. I mean, it'll get it done. Um, you know, well, he's next shooting right now. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, you, you get a big buck out there, and if you're nervous and you, you make the wrong next shot, and, and yeah, I'm yeah. all about guys that can pull off a next shot. That's fine. But what I tell people is, you know, break his shoulders and put him on the ground. Absolutely. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the six five or any of the other calibers, a two forty three. Even uh, my son killed a boatload of deer with it, and I've killed a lot of deer with a two forty three. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a fantastic caliber. You know, that ninety grain. Uh, I think what we find out what works the best is that ballistic silver tip just wrecks deer. 
it's a really good round. And I know there's other rounds out there, but that's one that we found out of the, out of his gun. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were having that conversation earlier. Like some guns just don't like certain ammo. Um, but anyhow, you know, getting into the, you know, putting the suppressor on there, especially with, like you said, with the new shooter, uh, it is a great way to introduce people into, cause that's, that's one of the big things, uh, with new shooters. Uh, my daughter was like that. She's like, man, I just don't like that thing. Just, you know, she's tiny, she's five, yeah. three, you know, hundred something pounds. I mean, she's a yeah. little bitty girl. Body weight's a huge deal. Oh, sure it, it is. I mean, I we both my... weigh over probably, I'm guessing 200 pounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely over 200 pounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I am too. Uh, and so like, you know, these bigger calibers, it's not going to affect your eye, but give it to a kiddo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't know at what age I would have said here, Henry, I'm comfortable with you shooting a six, five, probably not till he was like 80 pounds. I would guess. Yeah. At least. Um, so it just opens up a world of opportunity for kiddos, for, for women. Um, that, I mean, hell, if a woman wanted to shoot a seven mag suppressed, all day long. I wouldn't feel and there's bad about it. There's out there that can do it unsuppressed. I'm just saying, like, body weight is a big, a big uh, component of you know what caliber you can realistically be comfortable with. Right. And I know a couple of guys that have had shoulder surgery, and they're like, "Man, I've I've gone to a, a lighter caliber just because I can't take that punishment in my shoulder anymore." Mm-hmm. You know, they've had a shoulder reconstructed, or they've got you know some kind of issue, rotator issues, or whatever. Yeah. And. Um, you know, I'm saying, well, put a can on it. And you'll, you'll, you'll thank yourself for even on the lighter calibers, put it on there and it'll just help that much more. And they're like, man, that was a, one of the best decisions I ever made. Plus, you know, the, of course the added, the, the obvious benefit of, of the hearing and, you know, the overpressure and all that, but the recoil is something that people really don't take into account. And, uh, it, it's the only thing is, is like we going back to the barrier to entry. People are like, Oh man, I just don't want to wait to get, I'm like, well, you know, you're, you're waiting to wait then yeah, because the whole hearing protection thing and that ever getting out of the NFA and all that, I, I hope it happens, yeah. but I don't think it's going to. And if it does, then okay. You know, so you paid a cup, you know, a couple of hundred bucks extra for, for that. And, you know, and then you've got the staunch, like I'm not paying for them until they're, you know, I don't have to pay a tax stamp. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you will be waiting forever. Yeah, well, then you just won't get one, yeah. you know? And I'm like, uh, I just wish the process did not take so long. I mean, we have we have the 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 federal background check system, and we have all these different. Like I've got between having a concealed carry license and at one time having a top secret clearance, they've got every piece of information on me that's out there. Mm-hmm. Why I don't see why this should take six to nine months, and it's because it's it's still an antiquated system of how they're approved, and and and. As much as I don't want to give the ATF any credit, they are trying the best that they can. Is it, I thought it was the AFT. The AFT? <laughs> I thought that was a show on ABC about... No, that was when Biden no. appointed... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, what is yeah. it? Uh, what's Poor the guy's guy. name? Chip? Yeah, he's just... yeah, he's, Waco something Chipman? He gets, David Chipman. Yeah, he gets... David Waco Chipman. He gets flushed. He called it the AFT multiple times in the nomination. Yeah, you, you know his press secretary's <laughs> over there just waiting. Just, just. Well, they can't let him talk, man. He, they, they literally try to hide him from... It's... Uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. But. Well, we went from Trump that it was just like a loaded gun, you know, like a, this, like oh my god, we don't know what he's going to say right. to this guy. Like he is going to completely butcher this. So yeah. can we just get something, in, you know, kind of in the middle? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be happy with that. But yeah, but uh, they, to their credit, they're trying as, as best as they can to get it through. It's not like they're holding it up on purpose or whatever. But literally, your your 
paperwork probably hit a certain pile then and that guy's got it together or girl's got it together that's processing the paperwork and the other people's stuff hits and uh, especially if they have a lot of people on their trust they have to go through all those people's information on the trust yeah and uh so it, it, it it's it's a it's not a perfect system no, I mean, it's certainly far from perfect, but here we are a decade later. It's something I should have done a long time ago. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the cost associated with owning a suppressor, from the tax stamp to what you can expect to spend to get into a suppressor, and then also uh, what calibers are each can compatible with. If you were ignorant like me, you might have no idea, but uh, interesting stuff there. We'll be right back with more. Uh, from Darren Jones on that front. That segment brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. You're listening to SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. I got one more question. How does it feel to speak that love into a microphone? Hey, Whether you're headed to the lake for crappie, the coast for redfish, or trying to put your tag on that big gobbler this spring, don't let your truck tank your next trip. Third Coast Diesels does it all. From maintenance to repairs to full diesel rebuilds, any accessory on any truck, doesn't matter. They also do lifts, wheels, tires, hell, you name it. Third Coast Diesel does it. Call David Boone at 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com. With city life seemingly getting crazier by the minute, the thought of moving out to the country is looking more appealing than ever. And Foster Farm and Ranch has been recognized as one of the nation's top ranch brokerages the past two years. They have listings in 22 counties and counting and are truly a statewide entity. Foster represents buyers and sellers from all walks of life. Farmers, ranchers, hunters, doctors, lawyers, investors, and possibly you. You can find them on Facebook, Foster Farm and Ranch, or Instagram, at Foster Ranch Sales. Of course, fosterfarmandranch.com, the website, or call Chad at 830-776-3605. Howdy, this is Robert Earl Keene, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoors Show. I lived in Corpus with my brother. We're always on the run We were bad for one another But we were good at having fun we got There's a classic from Robert Earl Keane, Corpus Christi Bay, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. We're still visiting with our buddy Darren Jones of AB Suppressors uh, before we pick that conversation back up. However... This segment proudly brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. You know, spring is here, the spawn is on, and if you've got a stock tank on your property, uh, whether that's filled with bass or crappie or catfish, you're probably feeding those fish. And if you are, you need the damn fish feeder. Or if you're not, maybe you should be, right? Uh, Pick up a damn fish feeder. It's so easy. You put it on your damn dam and you feed your damn fish. It's the damn fish feeder. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. All right, uh, Darren... Let's dive back into this conversation here. And I think cost is a big prohibitor for folks when you talk about suppressors. Maybe some of that is just ignorance on how expensive it is or isn't to get into a can. But first of all, what is the government taking when uh, you talk about the tax stamp? Because they are, they're definitely getting a cut and it's a substantial one. The tax stamp is $200. Uh And it's been that way since, you know, uh, since the National Farms Act of, of nineteen was it nineteen thirty two that was it was put into place it's it's been that way since then okay and uh, 
hopefully, uh, you know, I don't want. So you, and you have to pay for each suppressor. You have to get a. Stamp. Yeah, every every suppressor that you buy, you're going to have to to pay the two hundred dollar tax stamp, and there is no way around that. Right. And that's that's the problem that a lot of people have. They're like, well, I'm you know paying anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars for a piece of metal to screw on the end of my gun to make it quiet, and now I have to pay an extra two hundred bucks to the government just to say that I own this. And and I don't How I don't agree with it. Is your hearing like I wish I would have got it a long time ago? Two hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, I nothing. I don't agree with it either. But guess what? I pay a vehicle registration too, and I don't believe I should have to pay that either. Yeah. But it, you know, there's a lot of things that that goes into uh, if. If the money that we paid went in to actually benefit the ATF, that'd be fine. But it just goes into the general fund. It just disappears into the ether, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it's a hard sell to some people that are like, I am not paying $200 to the government to own something that shouldn't be. I'm like, hey, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. I, I, I don't want to pay it either, but I also want a can. So here we are. Yeah. So how much do these cost? What does the uh, Raptor 8 retail for? And uh, also want to mention the versatility. So I was ignorant on that. Like I didn't realize one can fits all when you're talking about a 30 caliber on down to my 223 AR. This mm -hmm. can will go on every one of those. Yep. It, you know, it's got a 30 cal hole, so anything 30 cal or less, you can run through it. Yep. Uh, not on 22. Uh, I wouldn't run it on 22. You can, but uh, I wouldn't because well, 22 is so bird here. Yeah, for, you got the little bird for that. For 22, uh, I have a 17 HMR that. Uh, I'll probably get threaded. So oh, I can put yeah. This on there. 17 HMR with a can on it is absolutely fantastic. Well, we shot your 22 um, at the range. Yeah. Since my since the 17 HMR I have wasn't threaded, we couldn't put this on there. But we shot your 22, and it was just like, you want to talk about BB gun loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah. We were shooting subsonics, but yeah. Uh, you know, of course, you're going to shoot. even said, did you shoot? Yeah. I was looking through the spotting scope. Yeah, you looked through the spotter. I saw a little bullet hole, but I was like, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Yeah, especially if you, you know, and I think we were wearing earphones because there was guys uh, with few, a few rows plate. down that were torching off some large caliber yeah. something. But uh, yeah, the the twenty two is, is fantastic, and you know, the, most twenty two cans out there, ours included. Uh, we can run twenty two mag, twenty two Hornet, seventeen HMR, seventeen mag. You know, we can run all those mm -hmm. all those calibers. They're five seven. Um, five ten, five seven is pretty snappy. Mm -hmm. It's pretty it's pretty loud. And uh, you can run that on five seven, and it's it's really enjoyable to shoot. But yeah, man, on the on the uh, like an eight stack Raptor is going to retail uh, MSRP rather mm -hmm. is uh, ten thirty five, a thousand thirty five dollars. Right. Um, most dealers that are out there that are trying to be competitive with with uh, say like the guys at Silencer Shop who sell them cheaper than anybody because they sell by volume. Um. You know they're they're trying to be competitive with them. So what I would tell people is, if you're interested in you know our can, an AB suppressor can, or anybody's can, is to call your local gun shop that has their FFL and SOT, which means they can sell suppressors. Because not every gun shop sells suppressors. Yeah. Uh, some of the big ones do, but you I need recommend to, recoil outfitters. Yeah, recoils they're great, man. Right by me, man. Yeah, right, right up there. Uh, right, they're right up here in your area, and then yeah, we've got several here in the in the Dallas metro area, uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, down south, we've got uh, Swifa SWFA. Uh, I've got Pinnacle over in uh, Grapevine that area, and then I've got a uh, Defender over in, in Fort Worth. Uh, they sell our products as well, and then I have guys and. I mean, all over Texas. And uh, what's the website? I mean, because we have a bunch of people 
listen to this everywhere. So yeah, uh, I think let me look up Matt's website while we're talking here. Well, but, um, I think, uh, but what the AB suppressor? Oh, AB suppressor is just AB suppressor.com. Okay. Easy you know, enough there. And they can go in and, and start looking around and see what's, uh, you know, what's what and, and get some info on the cans and, and see what's for them. But what I, what I tell everybody is like, look, MSRP on a, on a Raptor eight, for example, is 1035. Check with your local gun shop because they're, they might be running a special, you know, they've got parameters that we have set up. Like, look, you can, this is the top end. This is the low end. Mm-hmm whatever you want to do in between there is, is up to you and, and that's your business practices basically. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, most cans, most decent cans, uh, of any of the major manufacturers are going to be somewhere in that wheelhouse for a 30 caliber can that's made out of titanium mm-hmm. and with that has the machining that, that ours has, they're, they're all going to be right there between 800 and a thousand dollars. You know, yeah. if, there are some out there that are cheaper and they're decent, um, but this is a, this is one of those things that it's buy right, buy once. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the lifespan on these things? Like, uh, it all depends on how much shooting you do, man. I've, I've run, you know, 10, 15,000 rounds through a can and they'll start showing some wear on the baffles. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things. If, if you're shooting one of our cans and you have any kind of issues, you send it back to us and we're going to make it right. You know, we're going to fix it. Um, that, and most of your major manufacturing, your, your silencer codes and dead airs and people like that, they're, they have that kind of warranty. Like if you do something to our can that's, that's manufacturer related, you know, material related, we're going to fix it. Um, is there that, any like routine maintenance you have to uh, perform on them? No. Um, I mean, there's some guys out there that want a user serviceable platform and, and the way I look at it with a, and a, a, a guy I know, explain this to me he goes hey man you're you're pushing 60,000 plus psi through these cans every time you shoot one it's pretty much getting cleaned out mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. yeah you're going to get some you're going to get some carbon build up and if you want to go in there with a with a you know wire brush and some you know uh hoppies or butch's borshine or whatever right. your flavor is that you use to clean your you know clean your rifle with you can clean it out but uh, uh don't don't shoot one wet don't shoot one full of water uh, you know, some of the guys on the pistol cans and, and the lower velocity stuff, you know, they'll put wire pulling gel in there to make it quiet. And I'm just like, man, that's just such a mess. I mean, I don't know, just trying to keep it quiet as, as possible. I'm like, I don't know why you would want to do that and, and just introduce all that stuff back into your weapon system. Cause you do get some blowback with mm-hmm. the suppressor. Uh, the reflex that we have on this can helps out with that, with the reduced blowback and which is, you know, decreases your bolt speed. Uh, a lot of ARs out there are horribly overgassed uh, to make the bolt cycle. And, um, you know, when we put our, our cans on there, most guns I've put on there will run with the can on there every now and then. Um, like some of the guns with the adjustable gas block, you can go in there and, and get it kind of fine-tuned. I was messing with a uh, – me and Clint Walker were shooting a, one of the Falcor guns. Mm. And, uh, and and we had to do a little bit of adjustment. It was a six five gas gun, and once we got it dialed, you know, got the gas right, and that gun ran like a soul machine. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm. Well, awesome, man. I, I'm so excited, um, Henry. I can't wait to. I'm gonna video that because uh, he's gonna be like, "Wait, what? Yeah, what just happened, Dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's uh, uh, my twins. One of uh, one of the girls. Um, told me that she wants to she saw, she uh, saw her brother shoot a deer this year and so she's six frankie stella hasn't uh taken a bite out of that apple yet but she has shot the 22 250 
and loved it. So, you know, if I could get her on a 243 with this can, I might have a might have to let her shoot a doe next year. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to pressure her. If they ask, I'm going to say, sure, we'll make that happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, doing this doing this for a living, I, I've always been very cautious about putting it on them. What my passion is right. doesn't have to be their passion. Right. But it's becoming very clear yeah and it's usually you know when they're around you all the time i mean i never really pushed it hard on my kids i was just always going hunting and fishing and mm-hmm. i took them with me right and uh they both love to fish and uh my daughter she you know she'll go out and hunt with you and if she doesn't want to pull the trigger she just likes being out there yeah uh, and uh yeah my son he's you know he loves a deer hunt i mean he absolutely loves it but they are complete snobs now yeah they, if it's not suppressed they ain't shooting it i mean it just like i'm not like my daughter she 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 claimed my kimber 65 montana she's like that's my gun now because mm. she shoots it really well and uh with a can on it it's just i mean it's a total kitten shooting that gun it's just yeah. nice and soft and she just loves it and i like it now i'm, I'm kind of pissed off she took my gun away from me but it's hers you know, what's the like, dad right, gonna do yeah. yeah what are you gonna do i mean your daughter asked for your gun I'm like, okay well, you gotta give it to her so yeah. i'm excited that she just likes to shoot and do those kind of things so uh-huh. yeah it's uh on a 243, I, uh, I, I'll just, I won't spoil the surprise for you. You're just going <laughs> to absolutely, when you shoot it, and, and you're just going to absolutely love it. And like I was telling you with the 22, I had it around a bunch of SWAT operators one time. They were trying the the uh, the four and the six stack Raptor out on their ARs, and I whipped out a 22 and said, y'all shoot this for a minute. And it turned into, I mean, they shot it, and you saw, you saw all these big pipe thumping, you know, big burly guys turn into turn into 10 year old kids just by putting a 22 in their hands a suppressed 22 and they were giggling and laughing and shooting it like man you gotta come shoot this this is so much fun and it went from like this big tough guy shoot all these little guys acting like kids shooting a 22 it was so much fun i love to i, I call the i call the 22 can the giggle switch because people yeah. just shoot it and they're like they just start giggling yeah. they just love it they love shooting it well it certainly makes all of all shooting more enjoyable there's no if, if i could just sum it up in one phrase that would be it it makes it more enjoyable and it's already fun i mean who doesn't like to shoot right right um but this is just wow it's totally a game changer should have done it years ago i'm glad that we have done it now and uh, yeah absuppressor.com is the website y'all check it out uh darren thank you for your service appreciate it and uh thank you for coming by the studio today absolutely man thank you for having me my pleasure brother there he goes darren jones of ab suppressor Great conversation today. I appreciate you guys for being a part of it. Uh, That segment was brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. Land's the one thing they're not making any more of, but we all want it, whether that's to run cattle, to recreate, just to, you know, get the hell out of Dodge, or, of course, to hunt and fish on. They've been doing this for a long time, over 100 years. They can help make your dream your reality, and you can find them at LoneStarAgCredit.com. Man, just looking at the clock. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to Darren today. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you guys and gals for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Some damn fool put a dollar twenty-nine on a jug. A thunderbird wine, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I have a strength to take it. Everything's hung up in yesterday.